Hey guys, tomorrow we launch our Paradox College Advent Series. I'm Lizzie, one of the hosts who will be walking with you this season. We're going to hear from so many people, staff at the church, students in the church body, and volunteers in our college ministry. But before we officially start, we want you to understand why we're doing this podcast in the first place. Joel is the city group director at the Paradox Church. He's going to walk us through the what and why of Advent. I hope you'll join us tomorrow for day one. Hey guys, my name is Joel Suarez. To give you some background, um, I'm a first-generation U.S. citizen. My dad is from Mexico. My mom is from El Salvador. Um, I grew up in California. Spanish is my first language. Um, I didn't have many white friends growing up, okay? And I saw a lot of cultural differences in, in how we did things. Okay, I vividly remember specifically the first white wedding I attended while I was in college. I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. I enjoyed it. It was awesome. But the specific thing that I remember about this is the reception. Okay, after the wedding, party came in, we're dancing, the floor is open, people are having a blast. Then something really, really weird happened. Okay, a specific song starts playing, and suddenly people stop dancing, and everyone starts singing it together, and I stand in the middle of the dance floor completely confused. Okay, I had no idea what was happening. Everyone knew all the words to the song, and I had no idea what they were singing. Now, at that moment, I honestly remember thinking everyone practiced this song before they came here and I did not know. Or somehow everybody got told that they were supposed to have rehearsed this song and I had no idea that it had happened. Either way, I had missed it somewhere. Now, saying that I was confused was a complete, it's a complete understatement. Years later, now I can tell you that I know the song well. I mean, I would argue my personal opinion, that is a secondary national anthem for my white brothers and sister, okay? It was Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline. Now, why am I telling you this ridiculous story? Some of you are probably fairly new to this life of following Jesus, and you're just getting to your groove when you start hearing this word, Advent. And you're like, okay, great. Maybe there's a bunch of friends that are really excited to do it, and they're stoked about it, and your church is talking about it, and you're feeling like I did at that wedding just standing in the middle of the dance floor and wondering what in the actual heck Advent is. And you're just like nodding your head, like going along, pretending that you actually know what is happening, but you have no idea. Or maybe you've been following Jesus for a while and you've heard of Advent, but don't really understand why it's a big deal or why we even do it. Well, this is for you. I want you to join us. I want you to walk with us. I want you to be in the middle of the dance floor as we go through Advent, as we do that, bam, bam, bam. I don't even know. I don't know if that's how it goes, but that's what I want from you, okay? I want you to not stand in the sidelines. I want you to be in the dance floor joining us as we do Advent together. Now, what is Advent, okay? There are different ways that the global church has practiced Advent, um, and I'm not gonna talk through all of that. I'm gonna give you some context, some history. I did a lot of research here, okay? Some of this stuff, you can go research it. It's pretty easy to find. But what I'm going to focus on is the Western church and how it has traditionally um, celebrated Advent. So what is Advent? Advent comes from the Latin word Adventus, which literally just means coming, all right? 
Now, it's really hard to point out when it exactly when exactly it was started. Um, the closest thing that I could find as I was doing some research um, was that Bishop, um, I'm going to probably butcher his name, but I'm going to give it a shot, Bishop Perpetus of Tours, okay, 491 to 490 BC, established a fast before Christmas that began in November 11, and in the Council of Tours in, in 567 has the first official mention of the Advent season. When Advent season began, it primarily was done at a time, it was a time of fasting and preparation for what is called the Epiphany, okay? It's usually celebrated by Catholics and Anglicans, so if that's your background, you probably have heard of it. It's usually um, celebrated in, in January, January 6th in particular, right? So it marks the end of the Christmas season. So it was usually done in preparation for that. Other names that people have used for the Epiphany are Three Kings Day, Twelfth Day, Theophany, and Little Christmas. So Advent was initially not connected to Christmas, okay? It was, honestly, the, the early church just instituted a 40-day period of fasting and repentance that would ultimately culminate in, in January. It wasn't until the 6th century that St. Uh, Gregory the Great was the first to associate the season of Advent with the coming of Christ. Now, it was not originally in, like, the way that you're thinking of Christmas, that the the Christ child that was anticipated, but in actuality, what they were doing, it was actually done for the second coming of Christ, right? Like the promises that we have in scripture. So it wasn't until around the Middle Ages uh, that we have the traditional way that we now celebrate Advent season. Now, it is now traditionally uh, considered, and if you, depending on where your background is, you understand that it is the, uh, the four Sundays prior to Christmas, and that is the, uh, the standard length of Advent season. With fasting and repentance during the time, the church extend, uh, extended the meaning of Advent to include the coming of Christ through his birth in, Beth in Bethlehem, right? So his future coming at the end of time and his presence among us through the promise of, of the Holy Spirit. So it wasn't until around the Middle Ages that we, that we have what we now would traditionally call Advent. So four, um, four Sundays uh, that we celebrate, uh, looking back to, to, to Jesus and, and the fact that he came and looking forward to his second coming. So honestly, Advent just means the, the coming. So... Advent season focuses on the expectations and it serves as an anticipation of Christ's birth in the season leading up to Christmas, but it also serves as an anticipation of the second coming of Christ. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said this, and I'm going to quote, The celebration of Advent is possible only to those who are troubled in soul, who know themselves to be poor and imperfect, and who look forward to something greater to come. Man, I just love that quote. Okay, because ultimately it symbolizes that there is hope for us, that we do not have to be perfect, that we do not have to have everything together, right? That currently we find ourselves in similar situations as the people of Israel looking to a future coming of, of Jesus, that the people of Israel, they got to look forward to the coming Messiah, but they had to look backwards to when Jesus had delivered them. And that's what we get to do. We get to look back and celebrate his coming, but we also get to look forward to the fact that he's also coming again, and there's hope in that, okay? So what it, So we now know what Advent is. So when is Advent, and how do you, well, Advent, I guess, for lack of a better word. So Advent takes place, during the, like I said earlier, during the first four weeks leading up to Christmas. Each week ultimately highlights and anticipates a different gift Jesus provides uh, with his presence as we wait with hope together. Now, traditionally, there's a lot of symbolism that goes here. 
And I'm just going to walk through that very quickly for you. Um, there is a, um, there's an advent uh, wreath. And usually people put four or five candles um, with specific colors that mean specific things each week. That is traditionally how it's been done. Now, you can trace um, you can trace the Advent wreath back. Um, I think as I was doing research, um, back to 1839, a Lutheran minister uh, was working at a mission for children and created a wreath out of a wheel of a cart, and he placed 20 small candles and four large white candles inside inside the ring. All right, so the red candles were lit on on the weekends. And the four white uh, and the four white candles were lit on Sundays, right? So, as we now have it, we don't have all the twenty. Now you can still do it. People do different things to celebrate every single day, but traditionally you still light a candle, or people still light a candle at churches corporately on Sunday. Uh, so either four or five, four, four or five candles. Now, eventually the Advent wreath was created out of evergreen evergreens and. I've, different people have different opinions here, but it was like it symbolized the everlasting life in the midst of winter and death. And the circle reminds us of God's unending love and the eternal life he makes possible. Right. So the Advent candles, like I said earlier, they have a lot of meaning. They're different colors. Um, so but everybody kind of has the same thing. So the additional decorations are like the holly and the berries are, are sometimes added. And the red color color points to, ahead to Jesus sacrifice and death. OK, so there's just a lot of symbolism that goes into um, a lot of this, a lot of these things. So I want to talk about the four candles. Um, the four candles traditionally just represent hope, faith, joy, and peace, right? So there's four candles, each one being lit on a specific day. And usually if you do five candles, the fifth one is, is lit up um, on, the 20, uh, on the 25th um, for Christ's coming. So that's usually uh, some of the symbolism um, that is usually done um, to, to, to remind us of that. Now, well, well, well I, while Advent is certainly a time of celebration and anticipation of Christ's birth, birth, it is more than that, okay? It is only in the shadow of Christ's coming that we are able to, to fully understand the miracle and, and, like, and, and appreciate like, all that Christmas is. Okay, Karl Barth, a famous theologian, compared Jesus' incarnation to the dawn and Jesus' return to the sunrise, right? The one anticipates anticipates, and it is fulfilled by the other. So we cannot have one without the other. We must look back as the dawn, like we know something's coming, right? Like that is what we do during Christmas. But ultimately it's his second coming that we now get to enjoy. And ultimately that, that is what Advent is about, right? We get to celebrate. We get to anticipate the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, to be clear, this is an illegalistic practice that you must do. It is simply a beautiful season to posture our hearts towards Jesus and the beautiful promises in Scripture for us. I hope and I pray that you'll join us in celebrating the upcoming Christmas season. Okay, we also look forward to the second coming of Jesus. We get to celebrate that every Sunday as well. So don't stand in the middle of the dance floor not knowing the song. Join us. Participate with us. Let's posture our heart towards Jesus. And let's, and let's, let's just join um, our brothers and sisters all over the world as we celebrate our coming King.